Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. In our discussion about living the journey, every believer must understand that when we're born again in Christ, we're created for good works, but not the good works of our own choosing, but rather God has prepared us for good works according to his perfect will for our lives. This means that we are totally equipped to prosper on the journey that God leads us on. Today, we continue our series titled The Journey with Message 19, Created for Good Work. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the podcast. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you this as quickly and succinctly as possible. So I want you to pay close attention because I'm going to move quickly. Amen. I'm not going to go back and set any context. You've got to get the tape and listen to that. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to begin at verse 15. If you don't have it, look up at the screen. Amen. Write it down. Amen. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your what? Faith. After I heard of your faith. Notice Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus, and he says, listen, I'm hearing about you. I've been hearing about you. Guess what? You don't know it, but people are talking about you. Amen. And don't get upset when they're talking about you. Why are you talking about me? Let them talk about you. Amen. Please, by all means, talk about me. (laughs) Amen. But when you talk, remember my faith. Amen. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord, Jesus, Not your faith in any other thing, but your faith in Jesus and your love for the saints. In other words, you need to have a relationship with God in which your faith in God is is evident to people. And you need to be a lover of people so that people recognize that you are a lover of people. Now, I know somebody who loves people and they're not a nice person. Amen. Love don't always have to be nice. Y'all ever heard of tough love? Yeah, sometimes love is tough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes love will spank your behind. All the mothers say. All the daddies say. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes love will make you turn a little something on that rear end. That's called tough love. And you, and you may not be a spanker. You might be a discipliner. So love will make you put your nose in the corner. I don't know about y'all. Some of y'all, don't, some of y'all ain't around long enough to have, you're going to have to put your nose in the corner. <laughs> yeah, when the spanking wasn't working no more, my grandmother used to make me put my nose in the corner. Shut me off from all the other stimuli. Make me just Focus. <laughs> Amen. Y'all said, where did he grow up? Amen. <laughs> Verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He said, I hear about the things that you're doing, and I'm thanking God for you. I'm making mention of you in my prayers. I'm remembering you. Verse 17. That God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know three things. Number one, that you might know the hope of his calling. You need to know God's calling for your life. What is God hoping to get out of your life? Amen? Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. 
you need to know what God wants to get out of you. Amen? God didn't set us in on this planet just to live. God has an intended impact. He has a hope and a glory for our lives. He expects to get something out of you. Amen? Which is why he put things in you. Come on. If I take you to the desert and I say, put water in your canteen. And you put water in your little, your little canteen and we get out in the desert and it gets hot. I'm going to say, where's that canteen at, man? Why? We put water in it expecting to use the water when we need it. Amen? So there's stuff in you God's expecting to use when it's needed. Come on. Come on. There's stuff in you that God put in you deliberately on purpose in order to get things out of you. David's brother said, I know the insolence and the conceit of your heart. In other words, I see how conceited you are, David. And David didn't say, I'm not conceited. He said, is there not a cause? (laughs) Amen. God made that little man conceited. Why? Because he wanted him to be a man who walked in confidence. Because he was going to have to face a giant. And somebody who ain't sure is not going to stand up to a giant. Come on now. There's stuff in you that you say, I'm trying to get rid of this. Well, well, let God work through it. Amen. You keep honoring God. Keep becoming a worshiper. Keep being one who's putting yourself before the Lord. And even the things people look at you and think are flaws, God will use for his glory. Come on now. There's too many church people sitting around staring in their navel trying to get perfect. Come on, y'all. Come on. Too many people are frozen. They won't move or take a do stand up or do what God's called them to do because they're trying to become perfect in their doing. In fact, of the matter is you will never be perfect before the Lord. Come on. Your design is perfect. The way God made you is perfect. It might be getting used sometimes for the wrong things, but how God made you is correct. Amen. Come on, come on. I want you to know the hope of your calling. God has already put something in you with an expectation that he's going to get things out of you. Amen. The second thing you need to know is you need to know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In other words, just like God put something in you, he put something in the person next to you. Amen. And you're going to benefit from the richness of who they are. Amen. Amen. My life is blessed. The word says he that finds a wife finds a good thing and attains favor from the Lord. Amen. I got a supernatural favor because there's somebody who's close to me who I happen to have found who's got a treasure inside of them that I benefit from on a regular basis. Amen. Sometimes the treasure hits me and exposes my weaknesses. And I don't like that. But I got to deal with that because I can't get mad about that and not benefit from the treasure. Amen. Because see, if in the course of me being blessed by her, she also exposes where I'm weak, then guess what? Praise the Lord, I got her. Amen. Amen. Come on again. Amen. Come on. Amen. Yes. Indeed. (laughs) Hope of his calling 
the richness of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. In other words, there's a power in us that is only released when we believe. And it comes from God and not from us. Amen? There's certain things I cannot do, but I can do because God can do them. Amen? There's certain things I don't know, but I know because God knows. Amen? Certain things I don't, I'm not sure about, but I'm sure about because God's sure. Amen? Because I know the excellence of the power that's in him working in me. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I got power working in me. Amen. Come on. The eyes of your understanding got to be opened. Amen. They got to be enlightened. It's stuff you don't know. You got to have revealed to you. Amen. God's got to show you things. (laughs) Hallelujah. Verse 20. The power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Far above what? Principality and what? Power and might and dominion and. When? Woo. Now and forever. Amen. It was an old song that said, always and forever. Let me get, let me get back to the message. Let me get back. Let me get back. <laughs> Amen. Always and forever. No, no, God's power isn't just for today. It's for tomorrow too. Amen. God's power is for now and forever. Amen. His power doesn't stop. He rose Christ from the dead 2,000 years ago, but that same power is forever. It didn't stop then. It's working now. Amen. Come on. It's working now. Amen. Somebody gave me a testimony this morning. I said, God's power is working. He never stops. He never stops. Yeah, come on. But it's toward us who believe. In other words, my job is to keep my faith in the right place. Amen. Because each one has been given a measure of faith. We all got a measure of faith. Everybody's got faith. It's not more faith you need. Because when they told Jesus, say, Jesus, increase our faith. He said, no, 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 that's not it. If you had faith like a mustard seed, you'd be able to say to this mountain, be thou moved. If you believe in your heart and do not doubt. So it's not the amount of faith. Because everybody's got a measure of faith. It's what your faith is in. What do you believe? What do you believe? Because what you believe, that what you will stand on. Amen? Amen. If if it's a bear in the woods and me and you standing next to each other, what we believe is getting ready to get manifested. Amen. What we believe is getting ready to be manifested because we're both going to see the bear and there's going to be a whole train of thoughts that are going to go through both of our heads. Amen? And if you ask me, what am I going to do? My answer is good. I'm going to outrun you. <laughs> Amen. Bear ain't going to get but one of us, and it ain't going to be me. Amen. All right. But what you believe determines your actions. Now, if we believe we can whoop this bear, we'll stand here and whoop him. We will stand here and fight him. If we believe we don't or we can't, then we're going to run. And like I said, I'm going to outrun you. But what we believe is going to be manifested in the pressure situations. And when we get into the most difficult moments, 
what we believe becomes manifested. Amen? And so, you know, like I said, we got, me and Tammy got married. First six months was bliss, and then something happened in the sixth month. In the sixth month, I just, I got to go. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I'm, I, just, I can't take it. I can't, I got to go. I was going nuts. Why? Because my mind was, yes, I want to be married, but I still don't have my mind fully renewed about being a husband. And so the pressure of being a husband started to get to me. And I was like, man, I need to go. And so I got my bag. I was putting my stuff in my bag. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> There's a little bag, too. <laughs> I'm getting my stuff ready. I'm about to go. And luckily, the Holy Spirit ministered to me. You got me to calm myself down, get, put my little bag away, <laughs> and stay and do what God had called me to do, which is be a husband. Amen. But in the pressure, I was forgetting who I was. And I had to get back to knowing, wait a minute, if God put us together, then I need to stand on that. Amen. I got to stand on this now. And so now I got I to work through this. I got to let ha- God have his perfect work. I got to recognize God's got power to keep us together. God's got power to make us work. So I got to accept the power, work in the power, and live in the power, and let God do his work. Amen? Listen. He raised him up far above principality, power, might, and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. And he put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him, Jesus, to be head over all things to the what? The church, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I want to do something really simple with you. You know the answer, but I need you to minister it yourself to yourself. If Jesus is the name above every name, if he's above all power, dominion, and might, if he has been given headship of the church and he is over all things, And we, the church, are his body. Where are you? He has his feet over all things. So where are you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's the question you need to answer for yourself. The question you have to answer is, if the body of Christ, the church, is his body, and he's the head of all things, and his feet are over all things, then where are you? I'm waiting for an answer. Where are you? Over all things. When you're in him. (laughs) Amen. You come out of him, you're not over all things. Did you know I could fly? Did you know I could fly, Mom? Huh? She said, let me see. Yeah. I've flown thousands of times. I can fly. Amen. Can you fly? How do you fly? We ain't ain't going R. Kelly on you. Come on now. We we ain't going there. We ain't going on that one. (laughs) Listen. Can you fly? How do you fly? 
Y'all getting too deep. Stay, stay shallow for me, for me. Stay shallow. You fly by getting inside a plane. When you're in the plane, the plane flies. And you are 30,000, 40,000 miles in the air. Or feet. Yeah, not miles will be in space. Feet in the air. Everybody, we understand that, right? So if you're in Christ, you go where he goes. If you're in a plane, you go where the plane goes. If you're in Christ, you go where Christ goes. Amen? We understand that, right? Right. So when your pressures and your problems come on you and they're here, you need to be in Christ so you're up here. Amen? Come on. I I need you all to get with me. Come on. In him. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all, who fills all in all. He fills up everywhere we allow him to go. Amen. Amen. Listen, look at verse chapter two, verse one. And I'm going to hit this real fast because I'm going to leave you with something strong. Chapter two, verse one. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we also once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the mind, excuse me, the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. In other words, We've all been in seasons where our whole goal was to fill, fulfill whatever we can think up and whatever our flesh desires. Amen. Amen. That's how we were. Amen. That's not who we are. Amen. I like to think of it like this. God accepts everybody where they are. Everybody. It don't make no difference who you are. God will take you where you are with an expectation of bringing you to the potential that you have. Amen. See, some people want to get saved where they are and then let them, like, leave them alone. Leave me alone. Just let me be what I am. Well, that's fine, but you're going to miss out on all the potential that's in you. See, again, when we talk about sin, sometimes people get so caught up in actions of sin and not think about the limitation of the sin nature that stalls us from becoming what God wants us to become. Amen. And so we argue with people about sin. Did you send this? Did you do that? Did everybody sin every day? We, we, got, we get all sin conscious and we become so conscious of sin that we stop realizing God's objective is to raise you up. He wants to take you in the plane. <laughs> Amen. He's trying to raise you up to the level that you can be and where you can go. And the things that you should not be able to do that you can because you're in him. Amen. I'm going to make it plain in a minute. Come on. Listen. Verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you with a great love. Amen. Even when you were dead in your trespasses. Woo, come on, man. Even when you were dead in your trespasses, God loved you. Amen. Come on, y'all. Made us alive together where? With Christ. You're alive with Christ, amen? 
By grace you have been saved. Now, these two words here, by grace, these two words, I want to give it to you real fast. Praise the Lord from my notes. Praise the Lord. Grace is the word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. That is the Greek word behind that word. You don't have to make note of it, but just understand. It is the word that we get the word charity from. Charity. Charity. Grace is equal to charity. In other words, you don't give charity to people who have already. You give charity to people who don't have. That's why the United Way is called a charity. If you go to the United Way and say, hey, listen, I hear that y'all, y'all pay people's uh, PG&E bills. And they say, yeah, we do. Well, I want y'all to pay my bill. Uh, okay, well, you need to show us that you can't pay. Because if you can pay, you don't need this charity. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you got to prove you can't pay to get the charity. Amen? So we're getting something from God, grace from God, which is our inability to pay for what we need to pay for. In other words, what do you need to pay for? You need to pay for the penalty of your sin. You need to pay for your separation from God. In order to be in God's presence, you have to have something to get you there. And the charity, the grace, is what gets us from where we cannot access God on our own to the place where we can access God with all rights and privileges. Amen. Amen. That's what grace is. So we have been saved by grace. So a grace has come in order to save you. What you couldn't get for yourself, you have now received. Now, what did you receive? You received saved. Salvation. What is the salvation? The word salvation is here, saved, is the word sozo, S-O-Z-O, which means in Greek to be delivered, rescued, made whole. Amen. Delivered, rescued, and made whole. (laughs) Amen. There's a guy I grew up with. He wanted to become a dentist, and he said, he said when, he becomes a, uh, when he becomes a dentist, he said he wanted to specialize in helping people who lost teeth. He was a kid, and that's what he wanted to do. And he said he was going to name his dentistry Whole Dental. <laughs> Amen. I'm, this is, actually, this is really true. Whole, whole Dental, because he wanted people to have a whole smile. Amen. That's what he wanted to do. Amen. Amen. He became a wood, well, woodworker, uh, but he, he fixes floors. But, you know, <laughs> but anyway, he, what he does is he still, he told me one day, I was on the phone with him one day, he said, man, I still do the same thing. I help people get their floors whole. He was all about whole. That's all, that was his whole thing. He just wanted whole stuff. Amen. Amen. He's a good man, good man. Listen, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm off kilter today. Amen. Listen. Grace, saved, to be saved, delivered, protected, and made whole. So you were made whole with your salvation, amen? Amen. Look, next verse here, because I want to get two things to you. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. 
In other words, he has called us to be seated with him in heavenly places. Your body's on the ground, but your spirit is connected to Christ in heavenly places. So when we're dwelling in difficult circumstances, you've got to remember God already has you seated in heavenly places. You just got to get your body in line with your spirit. Amen. Come on. Listen. And in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved. He says it again. Through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should brag. Tell your neighbor, say, you did good works, but don't brag about it. Amen. You're not saved by your works. You can't find enough works to get you saved. You can't do enough good things to get you saved. Corporate America is now trying to get their employees to do good works. And they're trying to get their employees to do good works because they know people need to do something positive. Amen. So to get our minds off of our corporate greed, we are now trying to make sure we'll, we're greedy, but we use a portion of what we have to give back. That doesn't answer the issue. Because man was created for a purpose. Look at the next verse, verse 10, and then we're going to give you something here. For we are his workmanship. Hallelujah. Workmanship. Workmanship. Workmanship suggests that something is created and that it is created with a design that catches attention. Amen. We walk into a house, we're looking around, we're going to buy a house, and we say, look at the workmanship. What does that mean? That means look at all the details that are here. Look and see, oh man, look at that. Look at that, that crown molding. Look at those, look at the cold base on the floor. Look at the, all the little details. The details is what makes it, right? When it's good workmanship, the details are what makes it. Amen. Guess what? You're God's workmanship. It's the details about you that make God look at you and say you're special. Amen. And we look at too many people saying they're not special. We look at people and we see on the outside and we make judgments on the outside, not looking inside what God made and what God shaped and what God did. Amen. We're too quick to do something. I had a friend, he always was critical of people. And so one day, his one thing he always criticizes, he found that thing get, got close to him. And so he was, man. And so he wanted to take it back. I said, okay. I said, see, I said, you've been looking at the wrong things. You've been looking at the wrong things. You've been looking at the outward. Remember we talked about God when God picked David? What did he say? He said, y'all looking at the outward thing. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the inward man of the heart. I'm looking at the heart. God said, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the heart. And later on, Jesus told the people, they said, worship won't worship. It's not where you worship. God's looking for those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth is what's happening on the inside. Spirit is the deepest part of who you are. He said, that's who the Father is looking for. He's looking for people who worship him from the innermost being. Amen. And they worship in the way he wants us to be worshipped. But our, he wants us to worship him. But we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. You're not saved by works, but you're created for good works. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, you were created for good works. Amen. Not bad works. 
Now, most important here is the next verse, next part of the verse. You were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In other words, you are like the canteen I mentioned earlier. You've been filled with water so that when we get out here, you're already filled with what's needed. Because you are God's workmanship created for good works which he's already prepared ahead of time. Amen. That's why you never have to try to find your purpose. Your purpose is already determined. Amen. Your purpose is already, your purpose will find you. Amen. You've already been filled and purposed for a reason. You have things in you that God put in you specifically for you to bring forth. Nobody else can bring forth. And when I go into my cabinet and I'm looking for spice, everyone's labeled, prepackaged. Amen. And I grab the one I need. Amen. And the others don't have to feel bad because I'm coming back to the cabinet. Amen. Amen. They don't have to get jealous. Why, why the paprika always getting out of here? <laughs> they don't have to be jealous. Why? Because everything in there has got a purpose and it's all coming out at some point. Amen. It's all going to get used. Amen. Good. Understand that God has designed us for a purpose and that purpose is already determined. God already has a purpose for you. All you have to do is live a life honoring God and your purpose will always find you. Amen. Amen. I can't get away from my purpose. David said like this, if, if, if I go into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're still there. Where can I go from you? Where can my spirit go from you? Amen. God is not lost. Amen. You can't find God. God already found you. Amen. All right, listen. Here we go. The word workmanship means is uh, the Greek word poema. Poema, where we get the word poem from. Poem or poetry. You are God's poetry. You are God's artistic expression. You are created for good works. God has made you and designed you for specifically good works. And those good works are the works that God speaks out and you hear him and nobody else hears him. Remember we were in Isaiah last week, Isaiah chapter 6, and God took Isaiah into a vision. And in the vision, Isaiah was hearing all these wonderful things. He was nervous and he was concerned with how God, uh, God's presence was so awesome in him. And then God didn't talk to him. God just said, who will go for us? Who will go for us? And when you hear that voice of God, you got to say, I'll go. And then when you go, you got to know, I'm already created for this work. Amen. I'm already designed for this work. I'm already created for this work. I am already God's workmanship. Amen. I'm God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that God has already prepared beforehand. Amen. You're already created. Why did I have Peggy pray for Carl and Erica today? Because she was created to pray for them. Amen. Amen. And they were created to go where they're going to go. And they got what they need to go. Amen. And they're going to go. And if they go and they say, Lord, be it unto us according to your word, then he will do mighty things. And they will come back with tremendous testimonies. Amen. But guess what? You needed to also see that because you need to know you're designed for the works that you're going to. Amen.
couple of days, they're going to get in a plane and they're going to fly to the Philippines. But while they're in the Philippines, you're going to be where you're supposed to be. And if you go in every day saying, I'm created for good works in this place. Amen. I'm created for good works in my neighborhood. I'm created for good works where I go. I'm created for good works wherever I am. I'm created for good works. And guess what? God has already ordained me, equipped me, and prepared me. And when I step into wherever I go, God's going to use me. Amen. God will use me whatever way he can. So I want you to understand you were created for good works. Amen. You were created for good works that God has already ordained and prepared. Go to Hebrews and we're going to close. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. In other words, there's some elementary principles. How many of y'all went to elementary school? Amen. Amen. Well, and some of y'all might have been too smart for elementary. Y'all might have skipped right to middle school. I don't know. I'm, you know that's why I asked. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In elementary school, they gave you the foundations that you have to know in order to be successful later on. Amen? And if you miss something in elementary school, it will catch you later. Amen? Amen. I fussed about them making me learn all those timetables. And they had the chart on the wall with all the timetables on. And then, you know, man. And you had to memorize it, right? So I want to memorize a chart. Are you serious? I, knew, I fussed about it. But then when I got to algebra and I wasn't trying to remember, I was like, ooh, man, I did need that. <laughs> Didn't think I needed it then, but I found that I needed it later. Amen. I fussed about learning Shakespeare in high school. Fussed about, man, man. Fussed about all the, all the basic things I needed to know in elementary school. Fussed about all of it because I, I just want to grow up. Don't teach me nothing. Just let me grow up. Can I just grow? <laughs> just want to be free. That's all. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But I found out all that elementary things that they were trying to teach me, I needed them. I needed them all. I needed all that stuff. And matter of fact, I need to go back and get some more. (laughs) But Paul says, leaving the elementary discussion, discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, there's some foundational things about Christ you've got to know. Otherwise, your theology will be off later on. You got to know some basic things. And here are a couple of the basic things is what I want you to understand. Number one, let us press on to perfection, not laying again the foundation. The very foundation, the very base things you need to know is repentance from what? Dead works. First thing you need to understand, there's good works and there's dead works. Amen. You weren't created for dead works. You were created for good works. But you got to know the difference between good works and dead works. Amen. Good works, I won't define yet. Dead works, I will define. 
A dead work is any, any work that you attempt to do to justify yourself before God that's not Christ. Dead works are anything you attempt to do, anything you attempt to do to gain God's favor outside of Christ. Amen. See, you've got to understand, God's trying that that whole part of the beginning of, of uh, the part of Ephesians 1 that we read about understanding who you are in Christ, understanding that you're saved by grace and through faith is not works, not of yourselves. You've got to understand and take that so serious because you have to understand you can never allow yourself as a believer to start slipping into thinking that your works make you better than somebody else. And I know some Christians who slid off that foundation and they started thinking that they were really special. And not believing everybody else was special. You need to understand that because right now the theology in the world right now is trying to get everybody to do good works without Christ. Good works without Christ are dead works. Amen. And they make you feel good, but they don't satisfy your soul. Amen. I can't go any further than that today. I got to stop right here. But what I want you to take from this is this. Understand God has made you, preordained you for good works. You are created and designed for good works, but those good works won't save you. Only the blood of Jesus will save you. Only the redemption that comes in Christ can make you whole, set you free, can make you, put you in position. And when you receive that, you are in Christ, and then all the power of God is now available to us in him. And the good works we do now aren't for favor. They're from the power of love and not from the power of self-improvement or self-development or self-help or self-edification. Amen. Amen. Let your edification come from the fact you know Christ, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. The disciples went out. They were casting out devils because Jesus had anointed them. They went out. They were all excited. They said, Master, even the devils were subject to us. He said, don't get excited about that. You need to be happy that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. He said, your good works came because you know me, not because you're so good. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. We thank you that we are worshipers of the Most High. Let the revelation of this word set in the hearts and minds of everyone here. Let the word of God dwell in us richly. Let us fully understand that the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light, filled with light, Lord, that we might know the richness and the hope of your, your calling for us, that we might know the treasure that's in our neighbors, in our loved ones, in the people that are part of the body of Christ with us, and that we might know the excellence of the power that you have put in us through Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that as he has then been set above all things, Lord, that we also are sitting together with him in heavenly places, far above principalities, powers. Every ruler of this age is subject we thank you that every name that's named is below the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name, and therefore we walk in that name. And we thank you and give you praise for your people prospering in the things of God, stepping forward boldly in faith, understanding that they're set in you and that you are doing the work in them. We give you praise for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message, which is part 19 of our series titled The Journey. And the message for today was created for good works. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. And once again, you can find us at AbundantLifeWorship.net. 
You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless. We look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.